You were created for more, and this show is meant to inspire and equip you with the tools you need to help you live on purpose. This is the podcast that keeps it real and highlights amazing business owners and impact makers so that you get your fire ignited and take your greatness out into the world. If you've got big dreams and know you were created for more, this is the place to be, and I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the Created For More podcast. All right. So if you've got a podcast or you are hoping to start a podcast and it's going to be for business, this is definitely a good podcast for you to listen to. I might also add that there's a lot of... uh, Soul fire nuggets, let's call them. And what I mean by that is I love how my guest Stephanie really went into her story and shared the why behind it all and the importance of what she was actually wanting to create in her life. You know, we talk about that a lot on the podcast and just in my world in general, because success comes in all different forms. And we we really want to tap into that true significance of our life and what we want it to represent all the time. And so in her story, she shares how she started on her path and where it ended up and the idea of success being there, but it wasn't that true inner success, that true, um, you know, her being in alignment. And I think we've all felt like that from time to time. I know I have um kind of going through it right now and so I feel like between this episode and the one I did a couple weeks ago with Tara Lassiter um it's just more and more confirmation of the direction I'm supposed to be heading so I'm feeling truly grateful for that but um aside from the soul fire nuggets that were dropped Stephanie also just shares openly her wisdom and what she does to generate leads for her business with podcasts only. And it's such an interesting approach. I love it. I hope you love it and um, enjoy the show. So let's meet Stephanie. Stephanie Gass is a CEO, wife, boy mom, coffee lover, and hashtag PJs all day enthusiast. Steph helps women get clear on their niche, start a podcast, and grow a successful online business God's way. She is the host of a top 0.5% globally ranked podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, The Stephanie Gass Show. Steph believes it's possible to partner with God to create impact and income without sacrificing or buying into social media hustle. Grab your notebook, grab a fresh cup of coffee, and let's dive in. Hey, Stephanie. Hi, Lisa. So excited to be talking to you today, and I loved reading your bio because we are the same person, even just in that first line. We're like coffee lovers, PJs for life, Mm. Um, except I'm the girl mom and you're the boy mom. Yes, (laughs) one tiny difference. Other than that, kindred spirits. That's right. That's right. And I've been following you for a while, so I am so pumped to have you on. Um, I kind of feel like while we've talked about faith and Christianity on the show, just in conversation, I think you're the first guest that's like specifically for Christian women who want to grow a business. So I'm excited to bring that element in here because Jesus is awesome. 
Jesus is awesome. And even if you're not a Christian, I want you to listen anyway, because um, while my faith is such a huge aspect of what I bring, I'm also going to be bringing you a ton of tactical. So hang with us and know that everyone is welcome for sure. Absolutely. My number one core value is love. So my people know that we love you right where you're at, no matter what. Exactly. Love it. So I, I know, like I said, I've been following you. I'm actually, I have taken one of your programs. Um, so I do know a little bit about you, but I don't know that I've ever heard your start. Okay. What got you into this world? Sure. So I was uh, going to college to be in finance and accounting. I have a master's in finance and accounting, which is hilarious once you guys get to know me. Because one, I'm <laughs> awful at any kind of math. I need a, my, my, what is, how old is he? Nine-year-old is like 10X me in math skills. Oh that doesn't, that's not great for me. However, <laughs> no, I've got some other skill sets. So I ended up going into corporate America mm-hmm. and I was really successful in corporate America because I was single and I could work 60 hours a week and I had a traveling job. So I went to Germany and to Spain and it was a fantastic time in my life. And then um, ended up getting laid off because our plant closed down here where I live and they offered me a job in Germany. And I was like, well, while that sounds cool, like I'm newly engaged. We want to start a family. My whole family lives we're here in New Mexico. And so I'm gonna have to pass. So I ended up getting laid off and kind of had this moment of now what? Like it was this first moment where I really had some options. Like my husband had a pretty good job. We had a really super affordable, tiny little house. And it was like, what do I want to do with my life? And my husband said, why don't you stay home since we want to have kids? Is there an option for that? You know, and I've always had, there's no way I could not do something. So I thought, perfect, I will stay home and I'll join this network marketing company. It was really new back then. No, there weren't a lot of people in network marketing yet back in, it was about 2013, Mm -hmm. 2012, maybe. So I joined a network marketing company and I went, nuts, you know, tell me I can't do something or make fun of me and watch me go, you know, like, so that's what I did. And I ended up in four years hitting the top of the company. I hit the top 1%. I had the big check that I walked the the stage and all the things. (laughs) It was really fun until it wasn't. Um, What kind of happened for me was I really wasn't in line with my faith at that time. And so I was focused on the things that made me feel something. And that was achievement, success, vices, different addictions, addictions to social media. I was drinking too much. Like I had all these things going on that were unhealthy in my life, but yet I had success. And so what's interesting, and I've said this before, it's like, I got to this moment that was supposed to be the top of the mountain. Like the, the moment that you walk the stage in, in a network marketing career is like, it's it. Like you're the yeah. pinnacle. And mm-hmm. I remember walking across Lisa and I got off the stage and I absolutely felt nothing. Like nothing was different. I was the same person. I had the same voids and the same emptiness and the same like desire in my heart that I couldn't quite place. And I felt the same. And so I, that was interesting. It was an interesting moment. And then I went, anyways, let me get back to work. So I start working again, really hard. And what happened is crazy within a year, because I had put all my eggs in someone else's basket, sadly, Mm -hmm. all the new fun network marketing companies came out. And so my whole team dispersed because they wanted to be the best and the newest. 
So they went into the leggings and the lipsticks and all the things. And I was left with no team, which is not how network marketing works for you to be successful. And so I ended up with a fourth of the revenue and the income that we were used to. I was pregnant. So I was dealing with like, what's happening to my body. My business is falling apart. I didn't have my normal vices to run to because I was pregnant. And so I was like in this really weird identity crisis moment. And this day happened right after I had had my son where I looked at the bank account and I realized like, we can't pay the bills. Mm -hmm. And I went to my husband and I felt so much like shame and embarrassment. And I said, we can't pay the bills. And he said, I don't know what God like took over his body or something. Cause he was like, <laughs> it's okay. We'll borrow money from Miles' savings account who he had a couple grand in there or whatever. And we'll pay him back later and we'll pay the mortgage. And it was like, what? I remember leaving that conversation. Like, what was it for? You know, like, why did I pour my heart and my soul and prioritize building this thing? Like to the, to the detriment of who, what mattered to me. And now it's for nothing. Like why? And I, I, I was just faced with all these life questions. And so what happened for me in that moment, Lisa, was I had nowhere to go, but God. Like I knew that that tugging and that feeling was coming from somewhere and that no matter what I tried to do, it wasn't working. I couldn't feel it no matter how hard I worked and I tried and I drank and I did and I chased like nothing was actually fulfilling that void. So I ended up writing on a sheet of paper, who is God calling me to be? And Mm. I just wrote and just wrote and just wrote and I was going to be healthy and I was going to be present and I was going to be running a business that was in X amount of hours, I was going to be present for my kids. I was going to read again. I was going to stop being addicted to my phone. I was going to stop drinking. I wrote all of these things. And then I was like, must be nice. I have no idea how to become that woman. (laughs) So I took the first thing on the paper and circled it. And it said, get healthy. And I was like, let's start there. And so I joined a gym I couldn't afford. And I started going to church again. And I started praying again. And over time, this was gosh, six or seven years ago now, like one small thing at a time has become a reality. And the craziest thing in the world is I'm now the woman on the paper. I'm her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. And the business that God's called me to now, it's not mine. It's his because it's so much bigger than anything I ever dreamed or wrote on a vision board or put on paper. The podcast was a dream that he spoke to me in and said, start a podcast in 2018. The brand is something that I wasn't, that wasn't for me. I didn't know, like, I was going to help women start podcasts and grow big flourishing online businesses. Like it was so God driven and God breathed. And I'm just here like running beside him. And so that's kind of how this evolution of where I am came to be. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, what a beautiful question to start with, first of all. And you're so right. Coming out of who we are and trying to do it ourselves, because we can't, we really can't. And when you realize that life doesn't get easy, things don't get easy, but they get good. Yeah. And that's where it matters. I, um, I've been doing, I've been in this industry for like 20 years, watching people at events. First of all, that was like my first starting point in events and uh, kind of dove into visibility. And what I have found in transition to more recently, like my listeners know this over the past, I don't know, six months to a year really bringing my faith forward because I know also that I'm nothing without it. And for people to understand that there, you can get visible all day long. 
you can become successful all day long, right? It's, it's not that it's hard, but you will still feel empty if you don't get to the root of your purpose and then maximize that potential. Yeah. And it will also monetize because that's your gift. That's what you're right. supposed to be doing in this world. So um, powerful, powerful testimony. Thank you for sharing that. And so thankful that now you get to help other women do the same because we're needed. We're needed to make this world a better place. You know, I know you yeah. have boys, but I have girls. So I'm like always girl power. We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I've always got my boy mom shirt on boys. Life is the best life. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of nephews, so I know they're amazing. They're crazy. They're absolutely wild. They are, but so are girls. My goodness. Uh, well, tell us, let's talk about podcasting now. Sure. So, um, I mean, obviously we all know what it is. We all have probably have that on our list of what we want to do if we don't already have one. But I think the tricky part is how do you actually make it work for you? If you're in it, if you start a podcast for business specifically, you yeah. want it to attract clients and ideal clients. So how let's, I mean, that's a broad question. So what's yeah. step one, let's say. Well, what I want to address here is that when you have a business or you have it on your heart to start a business, or even if you have like a ministry or even just something that you know you're supposed to bring to the world, you come to this moment where you're like, oh, like I've got to actually build a brand online because I'm going to have to get this message out. I have to grow an audience. And so you go online and you do some research and you decide that social media is where you're going to grow your audience because that's where you grow an audience. It's common knowledge. It's what everybody tells you. And what I found, Lisa, through 12 years now of being a full-time entrepreneur was that when I was growing a business on social media, it was taking me roughly 15 to 20 hours per week on those apps. And I was creating and I was repurposing and I was editing and I was doing all of these things. And none of it was translating to the bank account. Like mm -hmm. I would get the likes or the followers. Like I had grown my Instagram to 40,000 followers. We had, I had 500 something looking at stories. We had 750 to a thousand likes per post no revenue from it, no conversion from it. Like people would like it and then they exit stage right. And it's like, yes. why is there this? And it was the excruciating amount of time that I had to spend to do that. And so here's where I, it got really weird for me. And I'm bringing this up because I, I think this message is for someone here today. I got to this moment where I felt like I'm capitalizing on my kids to grow this business. Like mm -hmm. every cute thing or special moment that happens, let me grab my phone because this has to go in somewhere for this to resonate with someone. And then when I would do that, now all of a sudden I'm inside the app again. It's like, I've put this weird veil over my face. I can't get out of it. I'm scrolling, I'm clicking. I'm like annoyed with my kids for interrupting me. Like my discernment alarms were going off. Like, I don't like this feeling also, the data is telling me it's not worth it because there's not actually anything happening. So I got to this point where I decided to start deleting the apps off my phones on the weekends. My phone. I did not have more than one. My phone. And I <laughs> felt like this peace just wash over me. Yeah. And I, I felt like I can just go on a hike and leave my phone in the car. Like I don't, no one's forcing me to take photos all the time. Like I just want to be in this moment and I could be because this weird prison veil thing was gone. And I gave myself permission. And I did that for about three years. And my life 
started to shift, like this peace that I kept chasing, it was available. And so at that point, I was really in communication with God. I mean, actively working on renewing my mind every day, praying over what I needed to let go of. Heard very clearly that I was to lay down Instagram specifically for 30 days. So I called God crazy. And then we got, we got over that. We're okay now. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like I've literally grown this to 750. Like I, this has been an excruciating thing that I've been pouring into for years. You're asking me to turn it off. And he said, yeah. And so I turned Instagram off completely. And what happened is quite, quite crazy. Everything grew. The podcast grew, the email list grew, the revenue grew. The most important thing though, that happened was I got 15 hours back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I started doing another episode a week. I started being the visionary of growth in my company again. I had ideas. I was invigorated. I was purposeful. I turned work off at three every day and hung out with my family like I'd never done. I started working out really intentionally. I had time. And I'm like, this is amazing. I'm not like, let's go six months. And so I went six whole months as a company. So everything exploded, everything. And it was like, God was telling me, you don't need that for me to breathe on this business. Like mm -hmm. you don't have to show up in this worldly way that is stealing from your joy, stealing from your heart, stealing from your kids and stealing from God. Cause I wasn't able to serve him in the time that I was here, like with this thing in my face. And so what happened, I got back on Instagram thinking, okay, I'll just get on now. And we'll just have like this light relationship, me and Instagram. Well, all the likes were gone. We had 25 likes per post. The stories were dead. Nobody cared. I had lost everything that we had built as far as the platform was concerned. And instead of making me upset and making me feel like I have to go back in full speed ahead and make this work. Yeah. I was like, this is exactly what I've been saying. Like if I pour all these hours in, this is not sustainable. The shelf life is literally zero. Like what's the point? I'm, I'm done. And so we decided to just completely stop using Instagram. And I don't have any other platform except for Facebook. Cause we run communities over there mm -hmm. um, as a company. And so what happened was that became a really big message for me and the people that I serve that I was able to, to get to, we got to over 400,000 in revenue completely organically before I ever started spending money on from a podcast. And the message was, God was showing me and asked me to lay all this stuff down to show people like there is a way to use long form content to actually grow the audience where there is no shelf life. You create an episode. It's going to work for you five years from now. You get to do this in two hours or less a week. I create three episodes a week and it takes me two hours. And this thing works for me. It goes all over the world and people find the podcast through my podcast SEO, through my strategies that I've created and how we title, how we market, they listen to an episode and my gosh, we have conversions sometimes in one episode, Lisa, okay. talk about what's worth your time and an ROI. So that's kind of how the evolution came to me going, I have this podcast and social, this whole thing happened with God and me laying all that down. Then the podcast completely exploded and I was fully bought into like, this is the way for so many people that they don't realize is available. Yeah. I love it. So, I mean, the little visibility girl in me though asks, do you use Instagram at all? Like nope. not you personally, but like do new posts or stories go nope. up? Not at all. Zero. So you just have your account sitting there. 
sitting there and there's a post that says, we do not use Instagram as a company. Here's the episode to come listen. Why? Yep. I think it's been almost a year and a half now, which is amazing. And the question that I have people ask, because like you, they're like, oh, but you already had followers or, you know, like there's all these things that come up in us. Like that wouldn't work for me because what I ask people to do is to sit down with the data and to look at how many sales have I made from how many hours of my time on these apps? That's the first question. If we are not making money from a thing that's taking so much of our time and we're talking about growing a business here, let's be honest about what we're doing. Right. Why are we doing what we're doing? And there's nothing to be said for visibility on Instagram or social media in general, because right. people on those apps have about two to eight seconds of an attention span. So while they may like your cute little post, they're not even in it in the mindset of coming and consuming more from you or learning from you or even being pulled to another platform because they're already sucked into this one that's a vortex. The highest paid engineers, the smartest people in the world are working to keep you on that app, distracted, playing to your two-second attention span. Bing, 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 bing. It is not a place where conversion happens. It's not even a place where visibility happens. But we believe, so the question is, why do you believe what you believe to be true about where you're showing up. And I think when you start asking those questions, you will start to see things that were always there, but we were just unavailable to see them. That's so interesting. So last week I removed Facebook and Instagram from my phone for the week. It was part of the Bible study group that I'm in. Like we just were making some commitments around different ones, but that was the one that I felt I needed to make. So I removed it and I did visit both platforms um, on my computer, but only like between certain hours. Um, I didn't miss, I didn't miss things. You know, didn't you feel like a difference in your spirit? It does. It totally. I mean, I did miss like bugging my family about sending like 10 reels at night (laughs) when I'm like scrolling in bed. But what I, what came out of it for me was the intention behind everything we do is really what is going to matter. And I'm not gonna die if I don't get to see the hilarious reel that was on my feed that day, right? Or whatever it is. I do like it for a place for some connection, but I don't need to be spending 20 hours a week there, right? And that's and that for some people is when you're asking the questions, what will come up? I need to spend less time. And so when you have a realization of any kind, I believe it's your responsibility to be obedient to that realization. And so for Lisa, maybe that is, you know, you decide that you're only going to have it on your computer. And that would, that's a huge barrier to entry of the thing that, I mean, it's literally tailored to become an addiction in our lives. And we're just, we've normalized that this addiction is okay. No addiction is okay. No idol in your life is okay. So let's stop normalizing those idols and say, how do I enjoy this? If it's an enjoyment for you, that's okay in moderation as with anything else. And for me, it started with, it was baby steps for, oh my gosh, this has been a five-year journey. It was like, I got off <laughs> on the weekends. I just deleted them on, it was like, how do I just start? And then it was the month and then it was the six months. And then I finally believed and had enough trust that I was going to be okay without it. And the thing that I found Lisa's, you know, those funny reels and all those cute things, like they're, they're fine in moderation, but they start to steal from the growth that's available from the deep conversation that could be happening at night or from the family game, because we always go to that thing first. That yeah. is the addiction. 
in our life and in our mind. I saw this meme the other day that said, um, crawl into bed, so light a candle, so excited to read your new book and then blow out the candle at 12 a.m. and close your phone from scrolling TikTok. And it's like, exactly. Like you literally can't fight it until you create a massive barrier against you and the thing that has a hold on you. And it's not enough to be like, I'll put up a time limit. It doesn't work. You'll ignore it. You have to literally remove it from your person, from your life, yeah. at least for a while, you know, baby steps. So anyways, this can be an, a little baby step process. It doesn't have to be all or none. That was an evolution. Right. Yes, yes. And I love it. And I love that that's what works for you and you stuck with it because obviously Instagram wasn't doing anything for you. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, it appeared it to be. That's the thing that I think everyone needs to understand, like, look deeper than surface level metrics and ask yourself those hard questions, right? Because if you looked at it, oh, Steph's successful. She's got 40,000 followers and all these people are DMing. And, but when you looked at conversion and and sales, right? Zero were coming from the social platforms. It was all coming from the podcast. Well, what I love about this, um, also, and we'll get on to the next part of it, because I really do want to know like about how the the leads attraction part works over there. I had a, an interview with someone, I believe her show was last week, but I don't know when this one was, it was Tara Lassiter. And we were talking about how social media, like the actual social media platforms, Facebook, um, Instagram are not searchable. So when we want to attract leads and we're growing our audience, our true audience, We need them not to be on social media. We need them listening to a podcast, um, coming to our YouTube channel, going to our website, right? All of these searchable options, which is in my visibility teaching. Again, I don't focus on that as much anymore, but I never, I was never like all in on social media. It was always, what are the searchable platforms to actually speak to people are going to help others find your message, find your voice. And if social media is that nurturing community place, awesome. Yeah. That's how it can work, but you need to be able to get out to them and then bring them in closer via like email or exactly. Podcasting is actually kind of intimate too. When you get into your group, cause you're just having a conversation one way, but it's still like, if I like it to feel like we're just hanging out in my living room, sipping on some coffee, having some girl talk. And that's what they're in on as well. So yeah, um, all that to say is there is no one right way and you have to be strategic and smart about, about those numbers. It really comes down to that at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think to your point of, yes, using the searchable platforms. So what the way that I describe this to give you a visual, I'm a visual learner is an upside down triangle at the top of the triangle is the podcast for the way that I teach. Why? Because one, it is searchable. Like Lisa said, secondly, there's no shelf life. So an episode that I put out four years ago is still one of my top downloaded episodes because people are typing in certain keywords and certain SEO phrases that I've embedded throughout all my podcast titles. I know how to do market research. I know how to resonate with a certain woman that I'm actually talking to and attracting in podcast SEO. And so those episodes are still working for me in Apple and across the internet, which is amazing. And then the way that I think of this is like, 
now that I have all this traction, anytime anybody plugs in any of my main stuff, my episode shows up. Now my podcast is also recommended for other top podcasts in the area of podcasting, online business, you know, Christian entrepreneur, my show is showing up as recommended listing because I've poured into what my one thing is. Now, does yours have to be podcasting? No, but it has to be something you own, number one, number two, something searchable, and number three, long form. You really only have three options. One is podcasting, two would be YouTube and video, and three would be blogging. So that's it. And here, my advice is, one, what do you teach? Because there are some things that must be visual and that's okay. And so you would pick YouTube. But for 95% of people, you can do podcasting. And why I love it is I think it's the quickest of the three. I think it's the most low pressure. Personally, I do know some people who are like, oh gosh, I want to blog. I love to write. Great. That's fine. But consider that if you're going to write a whole blog, you can say that too and pop it onto a podcast and let your blog be your house and your podcast be a PS. You can totally do that. Okay. Um, but you got to pick your one thing. So when your one thing starts to work for you, which is that how we attract leads and in the podcast, we get leads by saying, I say, okay, one, you can come to our community. We have a Facebook group where everybody can come and talk and hang out. And that thing's got 9,000 people in it. You can come and grab a freebie. I have some freebies on my site. I have a workshop or you can just come by and work with me. I'm unafraid of selling directly on the show. And what happens is Sometimes I don't even need to capture an email. They listen to an episode, they buy. I've just got the email because they've already bought. That's how fast conversion happens when someone trusts you. And the only way they're going to trust you is to hang out with you for longer than eight seconds. Mm-hmm. A podcast, the beauty of the podcast is they can multitask. People can drive and listen, work out and listen, mow the lawn and listen, like whatever they're already doing in their life. We are so highly distracted. We, as you know, online business owners or whatever you're doing with your message into the world, how are you going to get heard when somebody can't even focus for longer than eight seconds? We have to get in their earbuds while they're doing things. So that's another reason podcasting works so well right now. And then the podcast, after they listen and subscribe, we come into the middle of the triangle, which is the nurture. And so for the nurture for us, it's email marketing and the Facebook group. So that's, and you can have the group out of Facebook if you want. It can be tiny net mighty networks or Slack or wherever you want that you're going to actually commune with your people. And then the final tip of that upside down triangle is your offer. And I teach one offer until you pass 100 K just because otherwise you're diluting your audience. You're confusing people. Right. That's a whole separate conversation, but that's kind of how the, (laughs) the triangle works. Yeah. I love it. That's exactly how I picture it visually as well. Um, so one thing too, and I just want to point this out, and you said you record three episodes a week. Mm-hmm. I know that's kind of key, right? I only do one a week and I know I'm, I could do better if mm-hmm. I wanted to receive better results. So mm-hmm. I'm, I've been working in my own brain about that. So what were your, like, how did your business change when you went from, let's say one to three episodes or did you yeah. go to two in the middle? Yeah. So I've always done two episodes a week, but when I dropped social media, I literally had 15 more hours. And so for me, it was like, if this is my house, if podcasting is the place I'm going to live where all the stuff that we do at Stephanie Gas points back to the podcast, that's where people hang out with me the most. I'm gonna do another episode. And of course that grew downloads. Of course it grew my rankings because One, people are constantly on their app refreshing. Like, what should I listen to? I have nothing to do. Well, I want my name at the top of that thing. Every time you refresh 
your podcast app because my podcast is the thing. Yeah. So yeah, we saw a huge jump. Um, now I wouldn't say to people, start a podcast and start doing three ups. Like that's unrealistic for most people. I think one a week is literally fine for 90% of you, but anybody who says, I'm going to let go of these other three things that are a waste of my time. And I'm going to trust that this new thing is going to be my thing. Do too. And then I give people permission to don't commit to three. Like, I don't know anyone else that does three Lisa. So let's just not like hold yourself to that. (laughs) But if you want to do a bonus. Yeah. The third episode, whenever you feel like it, like there's no rules in podcasting. Mm -hmm. I love it. So good. So then the lead, like the secret to getting leads from your podcast is really just putting out podcast episodes consistently and having a place that they can go give you their email. Exactly. And even in our Facebook community, we ask them for their email before they're accepted. So we're grabbing the lead there. They're obviously grabbing the lead from any freebie that they join. And I just have a few very targeted freebies that end up leading to the offers. And then if they buy, we get their email. Yeah. If they don't, if they are not ready to give me an email, I'm just going to pour out free content until they're ready. Right. I don't, it doesn't matter to me about capturing the lead. What matters to me is that they listen to an episode because they will be transformed in some way and they'll come back. Yeah, exactly. That's all I'm really focused on. So I sell with, I sell with soul and I sell every single episode, but I don't sell with pressure because I feel yeah. like it's an invitation. And until you're ready, keep listening to the 600 episodes that I have for free that are going to help you get ready. Yeah. Um, and so I think that also helps with conversion a lot. Just a free tip is like, don't with the desperation, you know, stop with the pressure and the desperation and the push, like don't not sell, but mm. sell as an invitation. It's just such a transformation in how they receive it. Yes. Uh, I love that. Like being around the coaching world, I say 20 years that I've been in the business, but really we got into coaching world like 2009 and man, it has changed dramatically in the last like 15 ish years or over the 15 years that I've, I've been in it. I wrote a Facebook post yesterday that just said, step one to having the life you want, unlearn all the crap people told you to believe. And that's one of the biggest ones is like this pressure selling and this like you can't have any success if you don't follow me and listen to me and work with me. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> no, that is not true. And it's icky and it's just not of service, you know, to anyone. And really right. like, you want to be a heart centered business. You want to be in it to make that lasting impact. You're just showing up to serve and love on people. Yes. And you're having that always... more to mm-hmm. say, you want to come in closer? Let's do it. If not, exactly. cool. I'll see you next week or next, you know, episode. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's like, I think if you always lean into truth, like I believe, you know, if somebody doesn't work with me or take this offer, like it's doing them a disservice. And so I convey that and I share that and I believe it and I step into it, but I never say like, you have to, because that's not true. I never say you know, this is the only way that's not true. I never say like, if you don't do it now, you'll never be able to do it. Like, so don't always ask yourself, like, is what's coming out of my mouth? 100% truth. Because if that's the case, your sales will never go wrong. So just ask yourself that question and you'll be great. And the leads are going to happen inevitably, as long as you know how to set up the podcast for success in the front end. And then the podcast does the work for me. Like 
We make sales from the show every single day. I love it. What a goal to set for ourselves, right? And to get there and focus until it's running for us, right? Two hours a week. (laughs) Crazy. Uh, One of the things that I've talked about a few times with people on the show and just in general, like, you know, we all want this business that's bringing in the revenue that we want, working a limited number of hours, right? Because we don't want to be overworking and getting burnt out. But sometimes like as I've been intentional about things and like I'm freeing up my time, which is amazing. I'm also like, but what do I go do? Uh Uh-huh. Like, what, what am I supposed to do if I'm not working, if I'm yes. not doing something? And that has been one of the biggest questions that I've been working on. So tapping into the, my inner self of my, where am I supposed to go with my time? How am I supposed to grow personally outside of work? Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's a funny, it's a funny place to be. Like, I want all of this extra time, but then, but then what do I go yeah. to the gym? Do I like pick up a hobby? Do <laughs> Yes, you do all of those things. And I think the fact that you brought that up, I just want to say something on that really quickly. Sure. You know, we're not just called to be one thing. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, we have this overarching call and some people it's to homeschool and some people it's to grow the business and some people it's to lead in their church or for some people it's to stay home and, and take care of children or whatever it is. That's like this overarching, I believe, like pull and tug and like mission work. But there's all these other pieces of, of who you're also supposed to be. And what happens is we often grab onto the one that we do feel that like kind of responsibility towards. But we have to be careful that we don't begin to then idolize that one thing because that's the thing we're called to do. So, oh my gosh, I've got to go and pour into that and do that. And like, we get obsessed with this one yeah. tiny piece of who we are. And that is where our trust falls away from the wholeness that God has created us to be. So what happens is you starting to to release and to find the time is you actually acting in obedience and faith and allowing yourself to trust that these other pieces of who God created you to be, they're okay for you. It's okay for you to have a hobby. It's okay Mm -hmm. for you to take a nap. It's okay for you to read a book. It's okay for you to take a walk at two o'clock. Like there's this, I've kind of like, I, I equate it to, this may sound crazy to some people, but I'm like, I feel like I'm living heaven on earth. Like mm. I look outside and like the trees are, I can like feel the spirit yeah. in the trees. I, I sit and watch my kids ride the bike and I'm like full of like this fullness of like, weird, this is so cute. I could cry. They're right. Like, what is that? You know? And it's, it's come when I finally released that I had to control the outcome in my business because I'm called the business. Mm-hmm. I am a powerful CEO. I am unapologetic about making money and making impact. And like, I'm here for all of that. And for so long, that was everything. Yeah. And so I had to come to the place where it was like, this isn't everything. God's going to do that without me if needed. Like he will take care of that. Thank you, Lord. I would love to be part of that with you because it's so fulfilling and I'm excited and I'll take action with you. But I also want to explore all this. Yeah. I want to sit here and watch my kids and I want to grow in my marriage and I want to grow in my health and these other things that aren't as natural for me. And I would love to have the time for all of that. And when I finally like released, this fullness of my life took over and there was an uncomfortable moment, like, and then all of a sudden it was like gift, gift, gift. And so just like what I'm saying is just 
allow that to be uncomfortable for a minute, Lisa, and watch what God's going to do with that. Oh yeah. You're on the brink of this beautiful breakthrough in the wholeness of your life, just because you're sitting right there. And I think it's, it's important that we highlight that. Oh, totally. And I feel like I've done it. I have overcome it, but every level there's like a new, a Always. new overcoming of it. Um, I just had two knee replacement surgeries after having our rheumatoid arthritis for 10 years. And so it's brought a new found energy, a new calling. Like, I feel like God has always been in this with me. Obviously he has, but it's like, okay, now you've got new knees. Now, what are you going to do? And I had to be careful because at first I was like, oh, I can go longer. I can work longer. I have more energy. But I was like, no, Lisa, I didn't give you new knees to do more. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm like, I've been listening to that. And it, and when I take naps in the middle of the day, man, do I feel refreshed. And when I'm on vacation without my laptop, which I do pretty much all the time, anytime yeah. I'm away, like that's success in my book. And that's yeah. kind of where I'm rewriting it for myself and encouraging other people to do the same because it, it's not just about the number in the bank account. Right. So I love this um, conversation has been so amazing and I don't want to forget to talk about. So obviously in this show notes, you'll be able to find um, any links that Stephanie has shared to her website, her Facebook group, her podcast. And she also has a free workshop podcast for growth that we can start and learn how to, if you've had, a, if you have a podcast already, it will help you to actually grow it and be intentional with it. Um, it's strategic. And if you don't, this is going to be a great place for you to start. Yeah. So good. Thanks for having me, Lisa. This has been so much fun. Yes, it was awesome. Thank you, Stephanie, for being a guest and just your presence in this world and sharing your gift with everyone that is coming into your, your space, your podcast life. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Let us know that you listened to this episode. Um, I guess in Stephanie's Facebook group, if you are listening, you can't DM her on Instagram. So just let us know that you heard it, you were inspired and what action you're taking from it. And we'll see you next time.